Hey, hey, hey. I'm Rosalind Diana, and this is Truth Over Everything, Verdad Sobre Todo. And in this podcast, I'm going to be sharing the gospel in two languages, English y Español. Are you guys ready to hear the word of God? Let's start. Hey guys, welcome back to episode two on Truth Over Everything. Today we're going to be talking about um, our experience with Jesus, and I have a guest today, which is my friend Chris. Hola. That is her. <laughs> so um, before we start, we are definitely going to um, pray, and then we'll get into our topic. All right, so if you're listening, let's bow our heads and close our eyes. Father God, in the name of Jesus, God, we thank you. We thank you for giving us the opportunity to be here. We thank you for just being God. We thank you for allowing us, God, to be on this show, to be able, God, to minister to people that are listening right now. I'm asking that you open up their understanding and use us for your glory. We trust you and we love you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Okay, so we're going to start off with the scripture. Um, and the scripture... If you have your Bible, if you're at home, obviously if you're driving, do not do this. But if you're at home um, or, you know, not driving, like I said, um, you can go ahead and go to John 17 and it'll be in verse 24. And the Bible says, Father, I will that they also whom thou hast given me be with me where I am, that they may behold my glory which thou hast given me, for thou lovest me before the foundation of the world. And I want to talk about the ending of that scripture, which says, for thou lovest me before, found, before the foundation of the world. You have to understand that God loved you before he made nothing into something. And when I, mm. when I think of that, it literally makes my heart rejoice because one, it, it's showing you that there is nobody in this planet, nobody that can love you when there was nothing and then love you when he created something. Mm -hmm. And before God created the foundation of the world, he already loved you. Before you even had the ability to have the knowledge to know who God is, the love for the love that God had for you, it was already there. It makes me feel special because I think to myself, like, God, who am I that you love me before the foundation of the world? What do I have that makes you love me? Like, like when I think of that, it makes me like grateful because when you when you think about it, who are we for God to actually love us before nothing became into something? What do you think? So we didn't rehearse this at all, but you <laughs> kind of like that's what I want to talk about. The mm -hmm. end of the verse where it says. What does it say? For thou lovest me before the foundation of the world. Mm. I like how the verse talks about timing. Yes. It makes it relevant. Mm -hmm. The timing of stuff before the foundation of the world. So because God is all-knowing, he knows everything. Right. The fact that even before he created the world, he knew what I was going to do before I did it. Yeah. He knew when I would sin before I did it. And do even in doing that, he knew that he would die for me and my sin, knowing that some sins I would commit over and over again and repent, 
and then he still grants me repentance, knowing that, and, and he knew that the next day I was gonna sin. Again, he yeah. knew I was gonna do it, but yeah. he loved me enough to die for me, mm-hmm. and to and to he thought of me before the foundation of the world. How can he think of somebody that he knew was gonna hurt him and betray him and sin against him and love them enough to die for them, knowing that that would be the outcome? Because that wasn't just the outcome. He knew what I was going to be at the end of my story. So <laughs> let me yes. st- let me let me stop let me stop preaching. But that that was that was tight. That's what I got from that verse. Yes. Right there. It it makes when I hear stuff like that, it just it makes me feel like like I won something I didn't deserve. Mm-hmm. And it's like because it's God. Yep. It's like God. I don't deserve the love that you give me, especially because like you like you said, mm-hmm. sometimes we fail Him, mm-hmm. and sometimes we do it, you know, knowing that we're what we're doing like we do it intentionally right. and sometimes we we may do it because we don't know right. but even in that God still my god he just still loves you yep. that's just who he is yep so like in my first episode I talked about how his love is unchanging and how it's stable and it just doesn't waver mm-hmm. and that and that right there is proof because before nothing was something the the love was already there mm-hmm. there's no such thing as a level like God's love doesn't go higher and higher it's just He's just, that's how it is. It's yeah. just constant. Like, when we love somebody, usually we love them based off of what they do for us. Right. But when it came to God, it's like, he's just already loved us. Mm-hmm. And that's and that's why I like when the song, um, what song is it that talks about, um, I've searched all over. Couldn't oh, find nobody. Oh, that's, that's the lyrics. <laughs> <laughs> I've searched all over, couldn't find nobody. Like, you can search all over this world, and you're just not going to find anybody. And, and like, his love didn't change. Man. Even when he knew the ugly, that's, the bad. That's the, and the, that reminds the, me. Man. Yes, that reminds me of uh, Peter. Like, he knew Peter was going to betray him. Yep. And yep. yet yet he knew that Peter was going to do everything that he did. He still, he didn't change his mind. Right. About, about him. My and God. I th- I really thank God for that. And he doesn't change his mind about us because his main focus is the ending, what we're going to be like at the end, not right, right now. Because mm-hmm. right now it could be a mess. Right. But the ending is what he sees. Yep. And so basically the reason why I wanted to open up with this scripture was because I just want to, re- whoever's listening, I just want to remind you guys, you know, God loves you. No matter where, where you're at right now, um, there's people out there that think that, I'm I'm too dirty or I, or I'm too I'm not worthy enough for God to to love me. That's not true. The Bible talks about how before the foundation he he already loved you. So, if you want to get close to God and you feel like something's pulling you to get to know him, don't feel like you're too dirty or you're too far away from him because yep. he's just waiting for you. He already loves you and he just wants you to be saved. He wants that for you. Like I said, if you're in a place where you feel like, I don't know if God loves me because of the things I'm doing or the way I think or what I say or the way I represent myself or however you carry yourself, the Bible says that we love God because he first loved us. He, he, the love that he had for you was there before you even had it for him. So if you feel like you need to get to God, run to him because he's he already loves you and God will do the rest for you. You just have to take that first step 
to get to him so he's able to do whatever he wants to do in your life. Mm -hmm. And it kind of reminds me of kind of like me, like from my experience. And and that's kind of what we're going to talk about today is our experience with God, how um, we first met him. Um, You want me to go first or do you want to go first? You can go first. Okay, so um, when I said about, you know, God's just waiting for you to do that move. um, So about five years ago, and I can't believe it's been five years already, um, my first experience with God, like when I knew he was real, because I knew God, there was God, but I didn't know what God was capable of. Um, But my first encounter, like a real encounter with God was in 2017, I had just graduated high school. They had this club called Press Club, which till this day they still do that, right? Like in colleges, they go to like campus. Yeah. Um, But we can talk about that a little bit later. But um, so Press, it stands for Prayer Reaches Every Single Situation. And so that day they had, I think it was a Wednesday, and um, Siobhan, she was talking about um, a lot of people go through this, which is like abuse as a young age. And... Um, I think that's one topic that a lot of people feel very uncomfortable to talk about and they don't know who to go to about it or sometimes they do, but some people don't have it. Like for me, I didn't have that. Um, and I remember she was just talking about everything she had went through and it, I don't know, it felt like she was talking about me. So at first I kind of got upset cause I'm like, first of all, who, <laughs> who are you and why are you being so <laughs> accurate about what I went through? And after she was done um, ministering to other young people there, I went up to her and I pulled her to the side and I was like, you know, what what church do you go to? And she ended up telling me Turning Point Family Worship Center. And I was like, okay, I'm interested in going. And that day we had, um, we had gone to a birthday dinner with Sister Jamie. You guys don't know these people, but I just have to say names because if they're listening, they might get excited. <laughs> but uh, sister, it was Sister Jamie's birthday. And a lot of people from Turning Point was going to that dinner. And I didn't know. I had worked with Siobhan and Sister Jamie. So I went to the dinner. What restaurant did we go? Oh, we went to a restaurant called La Hacienda. And I sat there, and Siobhan was like, everybody, this is Rosalind, and she's coming to church on Sunday. And I was so mad because I'm like, why would she tell them that? Now (laughs) now I have to go to church. Because, I mean, I... I told her I was interested in going, but I don't think I was going to go. <laughs> so when she said, oh, yeah, she's going to go to church, I was like, great, now I have to go. So that Sunday I went to church. The moment I walked in, the atmosphere was just so different. Mm-hmm. I was just like, this is, I didn't know how to, ex- I, don't, I don't know how to explain it. I kind of ignored the feeling that I felt when I walked in because I knew, I knew something different was going to happen in my life for some reason. When I walked in, it's, it's, I don't know how to explain mm-hmm. it. Presence but, of God. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I think I ignored it because I didn't know what that felt like. Mm-hmm. I have never experienced the presence of God. So I was just like, this is different. So I sat down, and then the choir went up. They started singing. I started crying, and I'm like, <laughs> why am I crying? <laughs> like, I'm not even sad. Like, yeah. why am I crying? And then, um, then the preacher went up and... Who preached? I don't remember. Was a pastor? Probably, but I do remember at the end they said if you um, if the altar's open, if you need prayer. So I was like, I ain't going up there. I said people are gonna fall. Cause okay, so one thing y'all need to know in the Hispanic culture, like I'm not trying to judge or anything, but a lot of times when people go up for prayer, 
they fall back or they'll blow on you and yeah. then they fall back. Yep. I don't, that's not, never mind. But, I've never experienced <laughs> that. Yeah, I, I've been, I've been through that where some churches, you know. I've seen it, but. Yeah, or they'll like, yeah. they'll move their hand in front of you. Yeah. And let the power of God put, like, I, yep. so I thought when I was going to this church, they were going to do the same thing, but everything was just so different. I was just so amazed and I was like, whoa. So I went up for prayer and that's when I met Sister Takoya. And uh, Siobhan was like, this is this is uh, Takoya, Takoya Rosen, and all that. And so she asked me, what's your prayer request? Mind you, I've never met Takoya, and she had never met me. That was the very first time. And all I said was, I need God to help me to forgive. And she said, okay. So she started praying for me. And it was just, I don't remember the beginning, honestly. But she just kept praying, kept praying. Then she started talking about things that only I knew, like nobody knew. And so in my culture, when somebody knows something <laughs> that nobody knows, we, we call that witchcraft. <laughs> we call that witchcraft. So I'm looking at her like, what? <laughs> but um, God didn't even let my mind go to that place because, I mean, he wasn't going to allow that, but she just kept going and God was speaking through her and she was just going through all I remember was, it's not your fault. It's not your fault. It's not your fault. And and then I remember God saying, um, I never left you. I, I've always been there. And I just started crying. I said, God is real. Mm-hmm. Like, God is real. He's He's been there the whole time. And because there was times where I would cry and be like, are you even, like, are you even listening to me? But I didn't know. I didn't have a relationship with God. So I never knew if he was listening. Because when you don't have a relationship with somebody... I mean, you obviously you won't know anything because you don't have that connection, and so I just you know was crying. I was um I fell to my I fell to my knees, and it literally I remember music playing in the background, people were worshiping, but everything went silent, and it literally felt like it was just me and God, mm-hmm. and I was just like, I I never wanted to leave, and I was just like, wow, I'm like God, you're real, mm-hmm. like that experience for me, like nobody can take that away from me. Like, and if, and if someone does, it's because I let them take it away. But that, that for me was my first experience was when I went up for prayer and God told me like, it's not your fault. And I, and I've always been there. Tell me about you. What was like your experience when it came? My first experience? Yeah. Um, so my story is a bit different from yours because I was born and raised in the church. Mm -hmm. So I grew up knowing God, Mm -hmm. being taught the word. Mm -hmm. My parents were very hands on. Mm-hmm. Um, go to church three to four times a week. Dang, I know. Well, it's kind of what we do now. No, no, oh, but no, no. no, three to four times a week, every <laughs> week. <laughs> um, but um, if I could pinpoint my first experience with God, it would have to be at TM Youth Camp back when we were in Zanesville, but, Ohio. Huh, stop right there. What is TM Youth Camp? TM Youth <laughs> Camp is know. a life-changing experience yes. with God. I'm telling you, we still have it till this day every year in July. We did it even through we even did it through the pandemic. Go to Turning Point Family Worship Center. Um, it's on the website and come next year. We'll all be there. One of my favorite experiences mm. with God was when I got the Holy Ghost. It's basically when the Spirit of God comes and lives inside you. And we, everyone knows you have the Holy Ghost when you start to speak in tongues. That's the evidence of mm-hmm. the Holy Ghost. And so I had been seeking it for like two years, two or three years. And 
there have been there had been times where I had given up, like God, I'm not gonna get it, yada yada. But one night, when was it? It was a Monday night in 2019. No, 2009. <laughs> I was going to say, wait. <laughs> I've been saying longer than that. Um, it was the thir- July 13th, 2009, and I was 11 years old, and I was, at this point, after service, after praise and worship service was over, they sent everybody who was still tearing for the Holy Ghost into a little room off the next to the sanctuary. Mm-hmm. They called it the chapel. Mm-hmm. And there were so many kids in there tearing for the Holy Ghost, and... I was on my knees, and there was this one guy next to me, and he got the Holy Ghost. I heard his hallelujah change into something else. Oh, that's crazy. And I was just like, I love it. I was, I was, I couldn't even be happy for him. <laughs> I mean, I'm like, congratulations, you did it. <laughs> like, that's funny. But I'm sitting here, I'm like, when is it going to happen to me? And I started to doubt. It was around 11 p.m., mm. And, no, it was probably 1 a.m. at this point. We were there for a long for time. A minute, People yeah. just, you know, still tearing for he the never Holy told Ghost. Me the story. I know. And everyone out of the everyone had left the room. Everyone, almost everybody in that room had already gotten the Holy Ghost, gotten filled up, and left. Because it was 1 a.m. <laughs> but I, I, this was my third year of camp, my second or third year of camp. And a lot of the staff members had known that I had been seeking the Holy Ghost hard. Mm-hmm. And so... I feel like they all just came together and were like, all right, we need to help this girl get the Holy Ghost. (laughs) So I remember being in the corner of the room on my knees just saying hallelujah, and I kept thinking about the cross, like envisioning the cross. Mm -hmm. And they all just came, laid hands on me. Hold on, what do you mean by that, like envisioning the cross? Like I was just... My, closed my eyes mm-hmm. and, and imagined what it looked like when Jesus was on the cross for mm-hmm. me. And um, they just all prayed for me. And all of a sudden, I kept saying the same word over and over again, but it wasn't hallelujah anymore. Hey! And I remember, <laughs> I've been speaking, and that night I was on my knees speaking in tongues probably for like two hours straight. Wow. And I'm telling you, the presence of God was, was just so heavy on me. Yes. But the next day, it was real crazy. He filled my cup, and that cup overflowed. <laughs> it overflowed, man. I was so, I had been speaking in tongues probably like all service for like six hours. Wow. No, it wasn't that next night. It was that Thursday night. It mm. was that Thursday night. Everyone can remember this night. Everyone says this night is crazy. What was what was the theme that year? What was the theme that year? I don't remember. For, for those that don't know, at camp, we always have like a theme. Like last year's theme was... Unmistakably God. God. Yes, yes. And then the year before that was the arraignment. Mm, not making that up. I didn't go that year. That was the one year year I didn't go out of the last. Yeah, but we always have a theme, and it it just my favorite theme was faith wins. No, real faith wins. Yeah, that mine was. was, What was was it? God hasn't changed his mind, man. I don't think I went to that. This was in Zanesville. Oh yeah, I wasn't. I'm pretty sure it was in Zanesville. When you receive the Holy Ghost, and like. Chris was explaining that's when God comes inside of you and he the evidence of receiving the Holy Ghost is when you speak another language mm-hmm. um it's like everything is greener like the grass is greener yep the clouds are wider colors are colorful yes. <laughs> yeah. and, I, and now you make me want to talk about my experience were you there when I got the Holy Ghost girl I was right I ha- I stayed it was late at night too right I don't, a lot It was happened. under a tent. I remember and, yeah. Wednesday I was tearing yep. for the longest. And, man, it, the way God worked with me was just so, he was so patient. And it, it just showed how much he loved me. Because um, I had gotten baptized first. And I thought baptism was enough. 
And I think after this, it's going to be a lot of questions about baptism and the Holy Ghost, and I'll yeah. definitely be able to answer that. But um, I had gotten baptized, and I thought baptism was enough. And then someone sat with me and explained to me, you know, when you get baptized in the name of Jesus Christ, after that, you have a promise, which is the Holy Ghost. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, eh, I'm not interested. Like, I don't, I'm not interested in speaking another language. I already know Spanish. And yeah. I'm, good. <laughs> yeah. I'm okay. I don't and, need that on my resume. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm good. And um, the Lord had to open my understanding because many people sat with me, but I was just convinced I'm already baptized. I'm good. But the Lord had to open up my understanding. And one day, Pastor was, was talking about the Holy Ghost. I was like, oh, man, I need the Holy Ghost. Like, And I remember we had, what was it? Tent revival. The tent revival. Yeah. And I remember I was going after God. I didn't receive anything on Wednesday. And I was so mad. I shut down. I was a big baby. I was like, I don't got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I remember um, I saw you on a chair and your was arms so- were just folded. <laughs> I said, uh, sis, are I was you okay? So, yeah, I was so <laughs> mad. But then... Tanya Brown came. Hey, Tanya Brown. Yep. Okay, if y'all know me, I my favorite preacher is Tanya Brown. I love her. And she was talking about the Holy Ghost. And by the time she was done, um, I had asked your sister. I said, I need a ponytail. I'm getting the Holy Ghost. I put my hair up, and I had walked up there. And I don't know who prayed for me. And she told me her testimony and she said, if God helped me to forgive, God can help you. And I was like, I don't know. And she started praying for me. And then I remember Tanya Brown saying, bring her to me. And so I went up to her. The scripture talks about um, about living water, yep. um, and rivers of living, living water flowing out. Yeah. And so I never understood that scripture until I got the Holy Ghost. Uh-huh. And she was like, it's it, like God's about to switch your language. And I was like, I don't hear nothing. Like, what are you talking about? And all I remember is I was saying, hallelujah, hallelujah. And I'm not saying what I said because the first time I told this testimony, everybody was laughing at me. <laughs> but I remember what I said in tongues. Uh-huh. I'll never, it was so special to me. Like and you understood what it, the words? I didn't, under, just... I didn't understand the meaning of the words, but I remember what I said. Oh, okay, okay. I, I never heard your story about, about the Holy Ghost. That's like... Yeah. I didn't know about the moon, like you looking at the moon. Girl, I saw the moon. <laughs> I said, oh, it's so beautiful. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> when I, yeah, when I got it, I looked at the grass. I was like, wow. Like, he I made look- that? You yeah. made the moon, God? You yeah. made that? And I remember so many people were around me. I wanted to run, but I couldn't. So I just started running in circles right yeah. in the same spot. I remember. This was after church, though. You got the Holy Ghost after everyone dismissed, right? Because I, I remember I it was so. later. I think so. Yeah, a lot of people, I think a lot of, I honestly don't remember. All I remember is I got the Holy Ghost and I was so excited. Yeah. I was very, very yeah. excited. But, all right, guys. So, you were able to hear our experience with God. You got to hear how I encountered God for the first time and when he gave me the Holy Ghost. And you got to hear how Chris talked about how she received the Holy Ghost. Um, and before we end this episode, I just want to do like a little recap. What, what would you want to say to them about God's love before we end? Getting right with God is literally just one step away. You just have to make a one degree, just make the turn mm-hmm. and head yeah. in the right direction and he'll take it from there. All you have to do is take that step. Being cycle free. Being cycle free after God does it is a choice. Yeah. Just just make the choice. Make your mind up. One more thing. Mm-hmm. And for the person that already is saved but is struggling yes. and it's hard to be yes. saved, one thing that I remember one of my favorite preachers, Elder David Hollis, saying, 
he was preaching and he was talking about how being saved isn't hard. It's when you're being pulled in two different directions. When you're trying to be saved yeah. and you're trying to live like the world lives. Mm-hmm. That's when it gets hard. It's like you're in a tug of war and you're stuck in the middle. Yeah. God's pulling you in one direction. The world's pulling you in yeah. the other. But yeah. if you were just to let go and let yes. God lead your life, I'm telling you. I'm telling you. you just like Nothing in this world is worth it. Nothing. It's not worth your soul. It's, it's not worth walking with God. I'm telling you, it is not worth it. So let me that that's that that's what I'll say about that. What and so that when you say that it reminds me of the scripture about when you what's the point of gaining the whole world and lose and lose your, your soul. soul. What's yep. good, hold on, I gotta read the scripture because I can't just I just can't quote that. Matthew sixteen, twenty six says, For what is a man profited if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? Or what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? What's the point? Of doing what the world is doing, and then your soul is not right with God. Yeah. Like, is it really worth it? Nope. Is that career worth it? Is you know that guy or that girl worth it? Right. Or what else? Money. What's something else that the world just, just doing? Basically, your will over God's will. Right. Is it worth it? Nope. At the end of the day, no. That's the answer. No, it's not worth it. I have to remind everybody: you have to fight to choose God. Because after God saves you, you have to choose to stay saved. And the enemy don't like it. Yeah. So so that's why. It, yeah, that's why it's always a fight, because you have a choice. Carry your cross. Yeah. So it's at the end of the day. I guess the question I would leave you guys with is: Is the world worth it? But um, this is the end of episode two. I'm so grateful that you guys were able to be on this episode. But I definitely want to end out with prayer. Um, So let's go ahead and bow our heads and close our eyes. Father God, we thank you once again for allowing us to be here, to be able to minister, and to be able to testify about our experience and what you've done in our lives and what you're able to do for other people. Thank you, God, for the love that you have, the love that you've given us, God. Thank you for loving us first. Thank you for everything that you've done. I'm asking God that you help the people that are listening apply everything that we are saying, God, to their hearts and to their lives. I'm asking that you open their understanding and make them have questions, God, so you're able to minister and answer, so you can prove that you're real and that you can prove that you can answer and speak. God, we give you glory, we give you honor, and we give you praise, and we trust you and we love you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.